Hello, and welcome to the Logistics Management Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Berman. I'm Group News Editor for Logistics Management Magazine and the Peerless Media Supply Chain Group. Today, it's a real pleasure to welcome Steve Huntley to our podcast. Steve is the president and owner of Resource Logistics Group in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Steve founded Resource Logistics Group back in 2009, which at that time was known as Merck Log Holdings Incorporated. Resource Logistics Group is a logistics advisory firm that offers logistics services to many shippers and 3PLs. In addition to working with his own direct shipper clients, Steve has partnered with several logistics and freight audit payment companies to offer their clients substantial transportation and logistics cost reductions. Steve has helped his clients save more than $185 million in transportation expenditures. Steve also has worked as Vice President of Global Transportation and Logistics for Tyco International, where he managed a $1.2 billion transportation budget. He began working for Tyco back in 1996 as Supervisor of Logistics Planning and Control with Kendall Healthcare. Prior to Resource Logistics Group and Tyco, Steve worked for Roadway Express as a Supervisor and Metro Coordinator and also at Lakeham Merchler Paper Company in Austria as an import-export analyst and at Bay State Shippers as an assistant pricing manager. Steve holds an MBA from the New York Institute of Technology, and he also holds a dual undergraduate degree in international business and transportation slash logistics management from Northeastern University in Boston. Steve also completed a graduate certificate in logistics and supply chain management from Northeastern graduating with honors for all three degrees that he holds. Steve's also been a guest speaker at various undergraduate and graduate supply chain management courses at Northeastern, as well as other logistics and supply chain related events. Steve, welcome to our podcast. Great, Jeff. Thanks for having me and uh, look forward to our conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's really great to have you. So Steve, just to start, why don't you provide us with sort of a basic overview of Resource Logistics Group, just in terms of your services uh, that you guys provide, the vertical markets you serve, things along those lines. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, so um, we are advisors, uh, logistics advisors, so we're not a 3PL, so we don't get in between our our clients and their carriers. Um, so we're very transparent and we're not a consultant because we actually implement the solutions that we come up with, uh, that we develop with our clients. So we offer all sorts of back office transportation management functions, such as contract management, uh, RFQ and bid management and implementation of new rates, uh, freight claims management, freight audit uh, and payment management, as well as uh, help our clients with uh, strategic analysis. So basically what we do is we help them turn their data into information so that they can be more informed and make strategic decisions within their supply chains. Okay, great, great. So why don't we uh, shift gears a bit, Steve? Uh, there's there's no shortage of things to talk about when we look at sort of market trends and themes. Uh, with that sort of as a backdrop, how would you sort of assess the current state of things uh, uh, within the market? I mean, obviously we're not still in the depths of the pandemic, which was really hard on everyone, but there, there's a lot going on. I mean, whether it's uh, has to do with high inventories, uh, there's many different labor situations going on at the moment, and there have been uh, over the last year or so. Um, how do you sort of see the, the key market trends and themes at the moment? 
Well, obviously, uh, we're much more stable uh, from a supply chain perspective than we were a couple of years ago. Uh, it has it's still shaking out in certain for certain industries and companies, uh, but I think we're a lot more stable now. But you know, with the recent uh, slowdown um, as it relates to you know whether we're in a recession or not, um, obviously the the shippers have a, a pricing leverage at this point. But you know, even with the slowdown on the West Coast and the uh, labor issues that they have that, that recently uh, were resolved. You know, hopefully we get back to business as usual as, as well as some of the ongoing uh, talks between uh, the Teamsters and some other, some of the uh, c- carriers that they represent as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah there, 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 there's a, that, that, that's been really interesting, um, especially with the recent UPS developments and uh, y- Yellow, as you referenced. So mm-hmm. Steve, let's take a look at sort of um, the economy. I know I mentioned inventories a, mom- a moment ago, but there's a lot of key economic indicators that are out there that really are are quite relevant as we look at sort of the temperature of the sectors which we participate in. Whether it is, as I said, inventories, slide, you know, imports. There's uh, obviously consumer demand, which has been somewhat reduced. Uh, inflation, while trending down sequentially still remains a concern. Um, what are the things that you're looking at? And what are the things that perhaps you're hearing from customers pertaining to the economy that you know that they're worried about or keeping a watchful eye on? Um, a few things as it relates to that. You know, the question I have is, are we in a recession? Uh, are we not in a recession? Are we going in a recession? I mean, you know, all the talking heads in the media can't seem to make up their minds. And but there's a ton of data out there that you know makes a, a good case for uh, for either way. You know, so we just have to see what the recent uh, you know pause in rates and the hopeful slowing of inflation does as 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 we go forward. But you know, inflation has everyone chasing dollars. You know, you have increased costs that lead to increased wages, so people can pay for the increased cost of you know goods and services. You know, as it relates to inventories, I mean, they seem to be all over the place as well. You know, depending on what industry you're in and, and, and all that. Uh, but today, I was actually reading a, a recent CNBC survey that says that retailers are preparing for a discount-heavy and down holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I saw there, the, you know, the survey's early read on peak season order activity shows that retailers are actually ordering less and expecting consumers to be looking for discounts and freebies to entice them to buy, you know, more, you know, when they do go out and start buying again. Uh, but retailers are still drawing down their inventories, e- even though it's peak season orders are, are, are starting to begin right now. So um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, they say also in that survey, it looks like uh, some people are saying it's the same as last year, slightly down. Other people are saying it's going to be pretty much the same. It was like, I think they said uh, 43% of the respondents expected to see lower peak season compared to last year. and uh, But 21 expect to see orders to be about the same. So again, it depends on who you ask and, and, and what information you have going out there. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting, you know, from that perspective. And you know, basically with, you know, what's going on in the logistics industry right now, I think a lot of people are seeing, you know, I think everyone's focused on pricing again. And, you know, you got to be very careful when you do that, shippers especially, um, because the last thing they want to do is bludgeon their carriers for, um, you know, for, for 
better rates and, and all that. They need to be rational in in their pricing and accessorial concessions that they're asking for because you know the, the street goes both ways and the wind blows in both directions. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, we saw last year carriers taking a lot of increases and getting rid of business they didn't want. Uh, but at the end of the day, my takeaway is that you need to be firm and fair in your negotiations and look for long-term things that make business sense. You know, okay. the last thing you want to do is take a huge reduction now, but then have carriers come back and ask for a huge increase in six months from now because that doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and same with carriers. I mean, and, and based on, you know, the, the economic situation that we're in right now, I think from a carrier's perspective, perspective they should look at the opportunities to you know clean up their networks and look for ways to be more efficient um because that you know all gets back to price as well okay. and you know look at ways to combat that as well as the next crisis uh, that could be coming so look at you know different ways of coming up with some new sops that could help mitigate some of these some of these disruptions in the future okay got it got it um and uh, that that CNBC survey that you just referenced, uh, it, it tells a pretty uh, clear story about what may be in store for peak. It was interesting. I was talking with a few um, a few analysts not long ago, and the general consensus seemed to be that this year's peak season would be more like a late later than usual plateau, if you will. And for all those reasons you outlined above as it relates to reduced consumer demand and inventory overhang and stuff like that. So I'm assuming it's fair to say you see it sort of that same way? Same way, yeah, pretty much the same way. All right, great, great. Um, so in terms, let, let's shift gears a, a bit to, uh, you know, the, when you talk with your with your clients, with your customers, what, what are some of the key things you're hearing from them, Steve, in terms of what they need help with or the problems they would like you to help them solve. Uh, what are some of the things that, that they're, they're indicating there? Um, it, it's kind of all over the place, but it really all comes back to data. You know, a lot of our new clients have issues with, with, it, with getting data. And then once they have it, they struggle to turn that data into information so they can understand what's going on in their supply chains as well as ways to, you know, measure their costs and whether they're going up or down. So I think, uh, you know, not only data and data interpretation, but also visibility. You know, that's been a big thing for a number of years as it's always been, but uh, shippers really want tools to help them um, make their supply chains more efficient. Uh, but, you know, some of the price tag on some of these tools, you know, these TMS systems and whatnot, you know, make it hard for them to justify making those purchases to their upper management. Mm-hmm. However, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the C-suite people are, are, are getting it now uh, because of the fast, past few years and in, in the increased hype around, you know, logistics as a whole. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, let's take a look, a quick look at, uh, at technology, Steve. Um you know, a, a lot of the attention, it seems like my inbox is full of press releases these days having to do with AI uh, or, or artificial intelligence. I just would be curious to hear your take on AI in terms of the value add you think it can provide for shippers and, and carriers and 3PLs alike. Um, obviously, it feels like we're in the really early innings here to borrow a baseball uh, metaphor, but I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on AI. Well, AI is a big thing. You know, it has, I think it's uh, a potential blessing, but it also has a lot of folks concerned out there at the same time, you know, with what it can do. 
you know. Mm -hmm. um, but as it relates to, you know, from a logistics and, and transportation perspective, I think it gets back to the data that I was just talking about. You know, I think that AI will be very helpful to shippers and carriers going forward, you know, as they'll be able to uh, have it help them, you know, look at things differently and more in depth because AI doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't have limitations like humans, right? It doesn't have biases. It doesn't say, oh, we've always done it this way, so we can't look at that. Um, so it, it'll give people a different perspective. But however, you know, you always need the human to make the final decision and implement what is right within the yeah. real world that we live in, right? I mean, AI can tell you all sorts of things, but if it's not checked or rechecked, it can drive things in the wrong direction. So, uh, you know, if we help assist it, you know, assist AI in learning more about the real world, then I think we could really be, you know, it could be a very helpful tool in the future, but we just have to keep it reined in. Sure, sure. Well, well said. Um, another key theme, Steve, that came out of the pandemic had to do with uh, sourcing options. Uh, obviously, things uh, got hung up a lot of uh, in, in terms of inbound freight to the U.S. That is, uh, we saw it in the queues at the West Coast ports uh, taking a long time to get containers to shore, uh, just as one basic example. Um, it seems like it's presented shippers with decisions to make in, in terms of how um, how they approach their logistics operations. Uh, I, kind of a two-part question, I guess. One being, do you see do you see shippers taking a more sort of active stance on logistics outsourcing or alternatively bringing logistics operations or insourcing back in-house? And then secondly, do you see domestic shippers here in North America maybe looking to other nations outside of China uh, for sourcing options in order to maybe perhaps promote a more domestic supply chain, which has been a pretty big theme in recent years. So kind of a two-part question there. Sorry for the rambling. No, that's fine. So I think on the uh, on, on the first part of your questions, are, are people, you know, insourcing or outsourcing or, or what are they doing? So I think it's a mixed bag of opinions on that. OK, you have companies who have outsourced that are now possibly looking to bring that back in house as they may have had a bad experience. You know, they just chose the wrong partner or the partner didn't perform like they said they would. Um, the other thing too is you may have you know a new person in the organization that comes in and takes over, you know, the supply chain logistics side of things, and they want to make their mark, so they're going to pull that back in. Um, but then you have, on the other hand, you have people who have, you know, insourced that are now looking to outsource because they think you know the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, potentially. You know, uh, they think they may have a, you know it may be better for them in the end. However. They just need to make sure that they're doing this for the right reasons and they're not getting you know sold a bag of goods so to speak and that don't align with their stakeholders internally and externally okay. so you know that's kind of what we're seeing from an insourcing and outsourcing it's like if you've done it you're bringing it back in if you haven't done it you're putting it out so it's it's kind of that thing that's always ever changing um and your second part of your question is it relates to our companies looking to you know other countries internationally you know other than china or some of these some of these other countries that they've been in the past and i think that's more from a manufacturing perspective i think you know we really need to look at 
they need to look at what they're doing and where their you know where their consumer base is. You know, a lot of a lot of reasons, and people don't don't talk about this, but you know, I, I heard a number of years ago from one of the uh, vice presidents of manufacturing when I was at Tyco. He said, you know, the reason we are in China or some of these foreign countries is because our consumer base is there. You know, so yeah. you know, yes, it, it helps us from a labor perspective and you know costs and things of that nature, but you know, that's where a lot of the consumers that we have are. Uh, but that's not the case for everyone, and I think. You know, the more that you can actually, you know, onshore back here in the U.S., um, it's going to be better for the for the U.S. economy and the consumer. Um, and you don't have these supply chain issues like we've had in the past. But at the same time, you just have to. It, it's a very delicate balance in, in, in what you look at and who you look at, because, you know, some of these countries are stable. Some of them are not so stable. Some of them are kind of in between, you know, so you got to be very careful uh, getting involved in those dynamics as well. Okay, got it, got it. Um, and just one more quick one before we wrap, Steve. Um, I was interested to hear your thoughts on sort of, you know, when we were when we were in the throes of the pandemic, um, while it was a tough time for everyone, one thing it did do sort of in a positive sense for our sector was really promote how important logistics is. It's not just something that quote unquote happens and you get your stuff delivered or your freight moved. Um, it really brought it national, it really brought attention to our to the space that we live in on a real national basis and, and gave it a, a true a true seat at the table. Um, it, I just was curious to see what your thoughts were on that, given your years of experience um, in supply chain and logistics, and just to see sort of how that has evolved uh, over, say, the last three plus years in terms of logistics uh, gaining in importance and relevance, something you really should have all along, honestly. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, people people kind of made fun of me back when uh, they said, well, what are you studying in college? And, you know, I would say supply chain logistics management. And they would kind of laugh and say, well, what are you going to do? Drive a truck or drive a bus when you graduate? Um, and and it was it was really funny to see that when I went back for my graduate certificate, that some of those same people that I graduated with and they're now going back to further their education, they actually signed up for the logistics and supply chain management. Yeah, and exactly. they're like, wow, we didn't know how important this was. And then and then you have a couple of years ago, you know, with the pandemic and everything, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, well, what's going on? You know, people people walk into a store and they look at the shelf and I, I think they, they look at it and they say, well, that just must have grown there. Well, no, <laughs> everything that you see, that you touch, that you look at, has been on a container, a truck, or something somewhere in its life cycle. You know, things just don't grow and appear, except for you know trees and, and you know nature. But yes. um, you know, so it, I think people, you know, it, it brought some reality to it. You know, it's kind of like back with 9/11. You know, it brought reality back to people. It's like you know, they're not watching the crazy shows anymore. They're they're, they're back watching. You know, you know, you know. Uh, the honeymooners and things like that, you know, it brought people together. And so yeah. I think this was just another realization uh, that happened that, you know, now, you know, it, it, logistics is important and it's a big cost factor for a lot of people. And, you know, they're now, you know, really starting to see and appreciate it a lot more than they have in the past. Yeah. And and just to support your point, um, the CSCMP, uh, the Council of Supply Chain Management, uh, uh, got a, I'm the, 
the acronym is killing me now to council of supply chain management professional CSEMP. Yes. They came out with their um, state of logistics report just a few days ago. Maybe it was last week. I, I can't quite recall, but um, the, what I'm trying to say is it, it, the cost of logistics for last year uh, equated to something like 9.1% of total uh, US GDP. Uh, and that, that's a real, and we're talking billions of dollars. I forget the, the, the exact sum I don't have in front of me, but when we're, we're talking nearly 10% of the, our total GDP, if that doesn't get someone's attention about the importance and relevance of, uh, of our, our sectors, I'm not quite sure what will. <laughs> but no, um, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah it's quite but, interesting. You yeah, know, but it, people it, need to understand kind of where they're at, and I think it's a good time to, to look at that. And if you don't understand your data or you, you don't have data that you need to look at and turn it into information, you know, you know, let us know, give us a call. We, we help do that. We actually, you know, do complimentary benchmarking for people as well and for different modes of transportation. So we'd be happy to you know, help people look at that and kind of get a reality check on, you know, what they should and shouldn't be paying. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. So listen, Steve, on behalf of logistics management magazine and the peerless media supply chain group, I'd like to offer up a big thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me and look forward to uh, speaking with you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you that'd like to learn a bit more about Steve's company, Resource Logistics Group, uh, go ahead and check out their website, simply resourcelogisticsgroup.com. Um, and also, I just want to remind all of you in the audience that if you are uh, not subscribed to our podcast, uh, please go ahead and do so wherever you get your podcast. Just go ahead and look for Supply Chain 24-7, and it should pop right up for you. And for those of you on Twitter, we are at LogisticsMGMT, so please feel free to go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, thanks, everybody. See you next time, and have a great day.